we're on a theme, um, and so, and, I, and I, it's dear to my heart, and, and it is about this, it's about prayer, and it's about getting to know God. I'm not going to be too long, and I'm going to crunch it, I'm going to give you some, just some profound stuff, and I, I pray that you would take it into your spirit, and, um, and, and that it would do you good, because uh, it's Sunday night, and it's the Master Chef. Uh, final. Someone said, please get me out of here by 7.30. I don't... Was that Neil Joseph? I couldn't imagine that because we're going to have supper at the end of this. What do you talk... You want to cook? And I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, it, God, God, you want to eat? Yeah, that's right. And um, so I preached at C3 Foster yes, uh, last week in the morning and I, I taught, uh, just sort of spoke from my heart about what I think God is saying in this day, and, and I'm seeing a lot of people doing great coming to church, and even youth doing good coming to church, doing great stuff, uh, and, and, and that's all great, and we've all done great church, and, but there comes a time when you need to know God, say know God. You actually need to know Him, to converse with Him, to be able to pick up the phone in prayer and have a conversation with Him. And I spoke uh, last week, I think, about the fact that sometimes we get uh, mis, mis uh, sort of cued by the fact that uh, when we come to a prayer meeting at night, Tuesday night went off, by the way, 7.30, C3 Tugra prayer, come on. Yeah, and, uh, and I, you guys were going, declaring, and just, you know, declaring the promises of God and doing a lot of shouting maybe and people weeping and crying. And I hope that was happening. I hope it wasn't boring and dull. Apparently it went off. And so, but that, that's not what you do. Much. That's what you're not do at home. I mean, Julie does and others do, but um, no. In your personal time, uh, God is, is, is trying to stir you up and just prod you to pray. Uh, and it's called a, called a conversation. You know, you don't ring your friend up and go hammer and tongs and say, ra-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, I don't ring up Neil Joseph and, and just go hammer and tongs on the phone and say, Neil, you're awesome, you're fantastic, almighty works, you're going to do great, what a great giving message, you're fantastic, awesome, but God, you, you know, and bang, and just hang the phone up on him. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying something, he, he, he retorts back, he, 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 and it's a give and take situation. And I let him speak. He lets me speak, and um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know. And, and so, in that, God is saying, "I want to personally know you." And so, the, the scripture I haven't jigged the guys up, but uh, is someone there? Jeremiah uh, nine twenty three. Is someone there? God bless them. I hope there is Jeremiah nine twenty three. I need to drop this in the in the equation as a foundation, and as the foundation of the series of the preach I'm doing. Is everyone doing all right? Uh, Vicky, where is Vicky? You deserve uh, you deserve um, inviter of the month. We should start another one. The best inviter uh, for people into our church. Uh, you stand up, Vicky, because you brought your friend. Can, can would you mind standing up, friend? Too is that cool? Friend who got saved this morning, saved in the house. And uh, thank God for Vicky because you brought someone last week, the week before. You're ringing people up. You're ringing people up like Neil. He's ringing people all the time, trying to get people to see through Tugger because God is in the house. 
And, uh, and it's quite exciting to come and, and feel and, and sense God and hear God, what he's saying through the word. But thank God your friend got saved this morning. Give him a hand. God bless him. And so if you want that same of adulation, invite someone to church and we might encourage you with the same. This is what the Lord says. Not Jeremiah 9.23. This is what the Lord says. Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength. So this is uh, sort of like people who don't know God and they might boast about certain things like wisdom, strength and riches. And again, let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches. But Jesus, God says through Jeremiah the prophet in 9.24, but let him who boasts, boasts about this, that he understands and knows me. Who? God. And, the, and God, the true in God. Amen. That I am the Lord who exercises. So who are you, God? Just, uh, uh, I'm a bit vague. Who are you, God? Well, it says here, I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth. For in these, I delight. He delights in those people who get to know God in his kindness in his justice and in his righteousness. And in those people, this is great, they're with me. The team is happening. Fantastic. Give them a hand, everyone. They're going to help me motor on tonight. They're going to help me motor on. And I talked about prayer. When God stirs you up in prayer, when, you, when he gets your attention to pray, because I'm talking about getting into a deep place of prayer, where he can encourage you, empower you, guide you, give you wisdom. Download stuff that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has even imagined how to sort your stuff out. I can't even imagine how we're going to sort some of you people out. But I know how God, I know God can. And if I can get you to God, it's going to make our job easier. Give the Lord a hand right there. <laughs> God, to get to know God. Now, in understanding God, understanding the true in God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we'll go there shortly. In understanding who the true in God is, we are actually able to praise God. So the next increment of developing a prayer life in God once he gets your attention, it's actually about this, being able to praise him, saying, God, wow, thank you that you would stir me to pray and speak to you. It's not presumptuous to speak to the God of the universe. It's not. He's a personal, very personal God. He knows every hair on your head. He's very much in love with you. He knows the situation you're in. He knows the difficulties you face. He knows the hardships you've been through. He wants to be involved in your real life. Your real life. Not your... Not your... How you doing? Doing well. Stone broke, busted. Not feeling too good about myself. And, you know, and, and, and we do, we put on these guises that 
that, but one day we've got to say to God, God, you've got to get to know me. I've got to get to know you. Where can we start? And where we start is this, is asking God to give us a revelation of who he is. I think there's even a lot of long-term Christians come to the end of the line, stuck somewhere. They're, they've done some good church. They've read great Bible. They've been to conference. And, and they've come somewhere where it's become desolate. And, and marriages can be like this. Friendships can be like this. And you get somewhere where you need to do something. You need to go to Fiji or Hawaii or you need to do something. Uh, I know that Richard Branson is offering flights to outer space. Fiji will do, yeah. <laughs> and we've got to understand this, that God is leading us on a journey towards Him. 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 Say Him. God desires an intimate personal relationship with us. Praise surges from our hearts for what he has, is to us in this relationship. It, it, it's like uh, sometimes we struggle to praise God all that well. Sometimes we struggle to enter into too much praise because we don't know much about God. And, and then we just quickly get on to our needs that we need from God. Um, you know, we've got to build some depth of understanding who this God is. Who's with me on this? Who's with me? we really got to know his nature, his attributes, his character. Is he a good God? Is he a merciful God? Is he a faithful God? Is he a loving God? Does he really care? Does he, does he really, really, does he really? He does. He's a holy God. And what he says is true. He's a true in God. It's a mystery. This God, uh, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. It, it's a mystery, but it's not information withheld. It's revelation revealed. Oh, see, it's not, it's not knowledge that is hidden away, but it's revelation that you can get if you do your homework. Or go up to the mountain, as the Bible says. Come up to the mountain. Did Moses say that? Help me. I think he did. Let's, let's just have a look at that. There's a scripture, and you guys don't know it yet, but I'll, I'll give it to you in the moment. Yeah, sorry. I should have prepared them, but I didn't. Now they're, now they're scurrying around, wondering what to do. Jesus, help us. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Let, let's just go to Exodus 33:18. Let's go let's go there. And we we see I, I think we see Moses at this particular place where he's Moses is in a place where he's trying to lead God's people and he and he says, "God, I cannot do this. These people are complaining. This is such a hard job. I need I need I need more of you. I need more I need to be more personable with you. I need more revelation of you. So it's, a, it's, it's based from this scripture where basically Moses says, God, I've got to see your glory. I've got to have a full-blown revelation of you. And God says to Moses, okay, get ready. Exodus 33, 18. 
that Moses said, show me your glory. Ever heard of that statement? Show me your glory. Show me your glory, Lord. And then God said to Moses, God said to Moses, you have showed me, you have asked me to show you my glory, but I want you to get ready and prepare yourself and come up the mountain in the morning and present yourself to me. Paraphrase. Exodus 34, 2. He says this in scripture. And he might say, he might be saying it to you. You want to see more of me? Get ready. Be prepared. Get ready. Be prepared. Have time out. Pray. Fast. Do something, but get ready. I'm going to show you more. Maybe you need to go to that C3 Tugra church again. Maybe once is not enough. Maybe you need to go again. Some people come here just to get blessed by God and they, and they go back to their churches and that's fantastic because we, we've got this revival thing happening here. We, we revive people's love for God. We revive people's hearts towards God and that's cool. We have people come from Newcastle and Sydney. We have, we, come, we have people coming from all over the coast and it's a bit like this when someone says, like Moses, Lord, show me your glory. Show me who you are, Jesus. Show me, Holy Spirit, who you are. Show me, Father God, who you are. Show me, true in God, who you are. Exodus 34, 2 says, Be ready in the morning. Ah. And then come up to the mountain Sinai. Present yourselves to me there on the top of the mountain. Love this stuff. Exodus 33, 19 to 23. You can take it there. Start at 19. I, I, believe, I believe it's the same. Sometimes we got to go to a conference, we've got to go somewhere, we've got to take time out, prepare our hearts, prepare our encounter with God, get serious, get, get, get ourselves prepared in the right environment to meet God, to have a full-blown encounter with God. I think Vincent Skinner is going to be like that. Luke, I think the Vincent Skinner is going to be like that. That guy has an incredible testimony. The reason I've invited him here I think at the age of 12 or 13, he had a full-blown encounter with God. And God gave him his calling and his mission from a very young age. And he has been serving the Lord internationally ever since, just on the road. He doesn't care where he sleeps. We said, do you need a hotel? No, I just need somewhere to bunk down. So he's, he's, his purpose and his priority is God. He's on a mission to share. I read some of his book. I've got two chapters in it. And the God is totally... I mean, the guy is totally infatuated with God. The, 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 the man is totally strung out in God. And I said to Jules, well, Jules said to me, we're quite busy. We're busy August, a lot of stuff happening. Don't think we can do it. And we cancelled it. Wasn't that right? We actually cancelled it. Rang him and said, no, sorry. We're just too, because he's on a schedule, he's going around the planet. He's like, I can do it that week, that week only. I said, I said, I got into another week and I said to Jules, I need it. Blow the church. I need this Vincent Skinner, whoever he is, and his full-blown encounter with God and what he knows about God. I need, I need it for me, for myselfers. And Julie said, Katrina, the secretary, said, well, let's make a way and We've, we've booked him in and he can come. He can actually come. Because unless I am personally acquainted with God, unless I am personally encountering God and coming up roses, 
on Sundays and in every day that God gives me, I'm virtually useless. I might as well go back to work because it's my job to stay on fire with God. And the crux of the message is, unless you have this encounter with God like Moses did, unless sometimes you go up to the mountain, unless you say to God, God, I need to know you. I honestly need to know you to vouch for you, to speak to my friends about you. I need to honestly know, are you merciful? Are you kind? Are you loving? Are you a God of justice? Do you dislike the fact that my friend has cancer? And God would be saying straight up, I am actually miffed. I'm upset. I want to do something about it. So in knowing God and his character towards your friend helps you be bold to reach out to your friends and family. Trust me. My God doesn't want you to have that broken foot. I mean, you might learn something from it, but does everyone know Keith? He's only been saved. Well, how long? Two months? But God, you're sort of getting the idea. I mean, two months in the Lord, you're sort of getting the idea that God is a good God. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. Let's... Let's see what happened to Moses in finding out some of the attributes of God. Can we, can we go to, can we go to 1923? And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And so this is God saying, okay, you want to see me? You want to encounter me? You want to know me? Here it is. And the Lord said, I will, so this is Moses up the mountain now saying, wow, he's called me up the mountain. He's called me up the mountain. What's he, what's going to happen? Am I going to meet him? And, and of course, no one can meet God face to face, otherwise they would melt. And the Lord said, I will cause... Oh, look, Moses, I'll, I'll, I'll cut a deal with you here, buddy. You're an important dude. I'm going to write a lot of the Bible through you, and I'm counting on you, actually. I need you to have this encounter. What can I do? God says, what can I do? I can't get too close to him. I'll just just blow him up if I get too close to him. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you, and I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Ah, but he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. Okay, things have changed somewhat these days because we can actually be in the intensity of the presence of God now still can't meet God face to face like that but still we can have this full-blown encounter then the Lord said there is a place near me where you may stand on a rock thanks keep going keep going is that it 21 did I say that 23 I want to go to 23 22 when my glory passes by I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by and the next last verse, then I will remove my hand and you'll see my back, but my face, but my face must not be seen. What does Moses learn from God and who he is? Let's go back to 34 verse 6. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate. Did you hear that? Say compassionate. The compassionate, gracious God. Say gracious. Slow to anger. Say slow to anger. This, this is how we're getting to know God, by the way. This is Moses saying, I need to know about you, man. You got me on this wild journey, leading these millions of people through the desert. Uh, you know, I need something. I, ne- I, need some, I need a personal consultation. Who needs a personal con- 
consultation with God. Who, who needs that? Like, like I, I've got a dentist I've got to go to for the next six years. Anyway, uh, and uh, uh, who needs it? Put up your hand again. I need to see the people who would like a personal consultation. He's taken interviews this week. God, Jesus, he's taken interviews. There's a few brave ones, few brave ones, few brave ones. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, this is like Moses saying, I need a personal consultation. Abounding in love. Say abounding in love. And faithfulness. Say faithfulness. He's a faithful God. He's faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his character. He's faithful to his character. He's faithful in his goodness. He is faithful. He's faithful. Maintaining love to thousands and giving and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. That's, that's, that's it. And then, if that's not enough, we can see that the Holy Spirit is, um, is another reason to get excited. Uh, the Holy Spirit... Um, who loves the Holy Spirit? We're talking about getting to know God, but getting to know God through the Holy Spirit. We're talking about able to praise God uh, in your personal prayer time. We're actually talking about able to praise God for who He is, who He really is. We're talking about people unable to praise Him because they don't know really much about God. It's very limited. They, they know it's a good thing, but they don't quite know a whole bunch about God. And so we're talking about being able to praise God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. Are, are you with me? And, and it's actually getting to know who God is. A bit like I know Craig. Craig. You know, because I know Craig, I, I, I can speak to him. And I can recommend him to certain things and jobs. And you've got, you got to know God to be able to... Again, I, I think there's people that Garth won't recommend God because they're not quite sure who he is and what he wants to do and what he can do. Is he merciful? Is he kind? Is he a God of justice? When, when these people stand before a sick person, do they feel the injustice of that sick person being sick? You put a sick person in front of me, straight up, I'll say, man, that ain't right. Let's pray for you. But the Holy Spirit can be another reason to get excited. The Holy Spirit that fills you and anoints you. The Holy Spirit that allows you to be Christ-like through the fruits of the Spirit. Amen? The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness. The Holy Spirit that equips you with the gifts to do life, to do ministry. The Holy Spirit who beautifully comes around your life. That's, that's another whole dimension of God. The Holy Spirit. But Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen, you've seen the glory. You've seen the Father. So we're getting an understanding here who God the Father is, who God the Son is, and God the Holy Spirit. And in that, we realize, my God, you are worth knowing. You are worth praising. I've got something lastly, at, at the very last thing I want to say to you, and it's powerful because it's going to help someone understand what I'm saying. Some people have an inability to praise God. And they have a difficulty in praising God. And it's going to let you down. It's going to let you down for these good reasons coming here. Thanks, Lisa.
The old saying, prayer changes things, is only half true. What, is all, what, what it also changes is our attitudes as we relinquish our worries and our anxieties to the Lord. You know when you just get really downbeat? You really get, a, get on a downer. You ain't going to praise God. You don't feel like even talking to God. But you know what? You're supposed to. You're supposed to come to Him at that desperate time. And when you begin to praise Him for who He is, because He is still Lord. He is still Lord of the universe. He's still gracious, loving, kind, gracious. He is still, He is rock solid. He doesn't have a bad hair day. There's no shadow. There's, there's no mood swings. He's just there. He's just like that. He's just there. But we get kicked with sand. Nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. Think I'll go eat some worms. Don't even like myself. And I, I see this in some people. But, but listen to me. Life is about living it by faith. you got to live by real faith. You cannot please God. You cannot commune with God. You cannot connect with God without faith. When we were born again by faith, this lady had faith in Jesus. Now she has got to learn to walk by faith and stand in faith and worship in faith and praise Him in faith and pray in faith and live in faith. Read the Bible in faith. Pay your offerings by faith. Sing aloud a new song in faith. It's a walk of dynamic faith, not passive faith. You need, and that's what this Spirit-filled church is all about worldwide, a dynamic faith, a Spirit-filled life baptized in the Holy Ghost. Are you? It's when you are that faith comes alive in you and you let the Jesus in you stand you up on the inside and begin to worship Father God because the Jesus in you wants to worship the Father and the Holy Spirit is encouraging you to do that. The Holy Spirit is around you. Do it. Do it. Worship Him. Because there's a divine circle of love between the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. The Father loves the Son. Jesus worships the Father. The Holy Spirit is exalting Jesus, leading us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit doesn't draw us to Himself. The Holy Spirit is saying, Jesus, man. Jesus. Youth group. Jesus. Friend. Jesus. And Jesus is saying, Father God, Father God. And then the Father is saying, The Son, the Son paid a price. My Son paid a price. And then Jesus is saying, I will not leave you as orphans. I will give you the Holy Spirit. And once you step into that divine circle of love, once you step into that divine circle, as the Father is one with Jesus, and Jesus is one with the Father, John 17, it says this, 
then the world will know that the, that the Father has sent the Son. Once you step into that, that, that slipstream, it's like when we used to make those centrifugal pools in our above-ground pools in the suburbs. We just go round and round and round. And anyone that got in there, man, they just go round and round. They just go round. Yeah, yeah. C3 Tango, wow. Crazy, wow. Oh, woo. Where'd you go last night? Oh, C3 Tango, man. They, what, what, what happened there? Oh, I don't know. They created this big whirlpool. And God was going around. I jumped in and, oh, yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. Does that make sense? The old saying, prayer changes things, is only half true. What it also changes is our attitudes as we relinquish our worries and anxieties to the Lord. Often, then, when we leave the results to Him. Often, then, when we leave the results to Him, He intervenes and does what He could not do. Also, prayer changes our perception of what is possible and recruits us to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And it's enduring the step of praise in our prayers that we experience relinquishment. You see that? You cannot really praise the Lord of all and keep control of all at the same time. That means you can't keep control over your, over your heartache, over your rejection, over your disappointment. You can't do that if you praise Him. Because there's going to come a divine exchange. You cannot really praise the Lord of all and keep control of all at the same time. With praise in times of difficulty, dark moods are lifted, our troubled spirits are transformed, and our unwilling hearts are made receptive. You love this? Plus, I find this is talking about when you don't feel like praising, but when you do, this is what happens. Plus, I find that bright times of success and smooth sailing are elevated with praise into joy. But whatever the circumstances of life, praise brings us to the heart of God. I've experienced that repeatedly when I'm busy or loaded down with concerns. My temptation is to rush past praise and get to the telling the Lord what I think He ought to do. It doesn't work when I take time to magnify the Lord that is, expand my understanding and knowledge of the Lord for who could expand the majesty of God. I am much ready to receive his wisdom and power when he moves the conversation of prayer onto specifics. The ancient English word for worship, which is a word worthy shape, meant to establish the worth, the wonder, and glory of God in our minds and in our hearts. Praise is vital opening. Praise is a vital opening phase of prayer. Praise Him first and give Him the glory. Let's all stand. That's a little bit of a heavy duty message for Sunday night, but I'm on a series and I just felt I needed to get this to all the church because we can nearly have a completely different church on a Sunday night. We're on a journey to understand and know God. Let's just lift that, that, that music and um, yeah, I'll have the worship team. That'd be great.
I want to speak a prayer over uh, all the church right now. And it's in 1 Corinthians 2.9. For some people who are not, not seeing God for who He is, who are not hearing God for who He is, there's a scripture, and, and Paul, the Apostle Paul, he quotes this from Isaiah 64 verse 4 and Isaiah 65 verse 17. But the scripture is in the New Testament. It's 1 Corinthians 2.9. And as you close your eyes now, right now, for those, your God's become boring, limited, uncertain. Your God is, is become mediocre somehow. Our God, the Lord God, almighty, hasn't budged. He is faithful. He's true. He's rock steady. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Who believes that tonight? Who believes that tonight? He's omnipotent, omniscient. He's God. And he is still true. He is still true. He is still true. He is still true.